Now, we were talking about perception before, remember? Now, if I came into a board meeting, <laughs> oh my God. When I came in, if I came into a board meeting like this, what would you think? Huh? Oh my! What would you think? Not to fuck around, right? <laughs> the, when the uh, when uh, when the mafia was after us because they are investing money with us and um, I wore I wore I wore twin automatic 45s under my three people under my coat like this and when the Kuwaitis were at war with um, uh, Iraq and we had bomb threats at our office because we were the third second or third biggest investment the Kuwaiti government had in the United States uh, and you know, I, I carried guns, you know, and uh, nobody ever bothered me, but some of the other guys got bothered. But um, but when you when you when you carry a gun, this is an antique 45 that supposedly belonged to uh, Wild Bill Hickok. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, but the um, Wild Bill Hickok was a great, a famous uh, cowboy guy from the United States. Um, the um, the perception is that you're going to use it. Now, Ben was not here, but if he carried a gun, I'd just take it away from him and shut up his ass. <laughs> no fucking problem, and I'd snap his neck like a pencil. But, but see, when I carry a gun, the odds are probably I'm going to use it. So, when we're talking about perception as reality, you know, you dress in a three-piece suit, which I'm not dressed in today. i got my Wimbledon slacks on, and you know, I've got a sports coat. But as the perception is that you, 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 you put your, where your money or where your mouth is and you actually fulfill the perception. And that's really important. And then what, what building the dream team does for you is it helps that perception. Because again, as I said earlier, they believe that the reason that they're part of your dream team is because they're betting their reputation on the fact that you're going to you know, bring home the goods, so to speak. Not so to speak, for real. And so, uh, even though a dream team gets you in the door, a dream team adds credibility, a dream team, I already gave me a few examples to help me get finance, but you still got to deliver the goods. So you still got to perform. You, 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 got, you got to kick the ball in the net. You got to, um, you got to still do what they are perceiving you to do because you're dressed that way. You come to a thing dressed like Malcolm X, you better be a crazy black man. See? Um, yeah, so, so it's really important. Because the dream team just doesn't get you, everybody just doesn't fall down and say, oh, please, let me give you money. Uh, a dream team will get you in the door. And in my particular case, case, the dream team went to those schools that I didn't go to. And so they didn't really focus on where I went to school. But they haven't focused on where I went to school probably since the first two or three years I got out of school. So it didn't really make any difference. But it's, it's really important. Now, uh, the we we went through your obits and they were, they were really good. And I wasn't, I'm not just saying that, it was probably the best of obituaries we've had since we started doing that drill. Uh, and we went through you, who you called and who you spent time with. 
But, you know, you can do all these positive things and you can have a dream team and you can have Bill Gates on your, on your dream team. But if, in fact, you don't go out and find deals and if you don't go out and find finance for the deals, all this is for naught. There's a guy that was supposed to be here, he's an English guy, um, that started the process about four or five years ago <clears throat> by not coming through the seminar, but by buying the book, building a dream team, etc., etc. But like I talked to him on the phone, and uh, he said that, but we lost focus. You know, the dream team got bored. We didn't do any deals. I didn't, you know, I wasn't a good enough cheerleader, etc., etc. And so even with the dream team, and I've seen people put together the best dream team I've ever been on, probably, was a dream team in Boston, Massachusetts, where we had some of the, you know, one of the best legal minds in the country. We had, uh, I think, the former chairman of the uh, Department of Finance at MIT on the board. We had some real heavy hitters, but we never did a deal. Uh, we never did a deal. We found uh, finance if we found the right deal, but we were in the, um, the media business and we couldn't find the right deal because media deals are historically way overvalued. Um, it's like print media. You can never tell who's actually buying the print media and who's not buying the print media. Um, and so it, it never happened. It, you know, it was just, we had the CEO of Reebok, and we had some really great guys on the board, but we never did a deal. We never did a deal. And it fall just, you know, it disintegrated. So when we're talking about how to get good people to serve on the board, remember, it's giveaway equity. Better to have 50 to 70% of something than 100% of nothing. Uh, and teamwork is less ego and more we go. Give 1% to 5% to each Dream Team member. Uh, so when they go public uh, or sell to a company doing <coughs> benefits and ask, many retired senior executives, as we've talked about, will be flattered that you consider them. It's not that difficult. But the first person you ask is going to say yes. Now, in Lucinda Burke's case, I think just about every person that she asked, but it was such a strong deal. I mean, it's tough to get 65, 70% cash flow. Industry average, I don't know if any other industry averages got 67% cash flow. Don't. There aren't any. There aren't any. Retail is 8%. I mean, you know, and nobody can pin down internet numbers, internet scum numbers, unless you have them audited, and then even audited numbers are fucked up. Uh, so, she had a real strong deal. She was in the right place at the right time. But it should take, it'll take you, you know, a few months to build a dream team. Because you, gotta be, you, don't dream, you don't get dream team members by internet. You get them one-on-one -on -one in person. They may agree to go on the board on the internet, but then you go with your non-disclosure, non-compete, yada, yada. <clears throat> and then they sign it and they see if they like you and they... And, and if you have some chemistry. And um, without chemistry, they're not going to stay long anyway. And then if you're really fortunate, <clears throat> they, they, they bond as a group. They bond as a group and they get along and they look forward to the, maybe the quarterly dinners, etc. And I remember having a, a board meeting many, many years ago. Governor Hugh Carey, former governor of New York, was on my right side. Bruce Patterson, the former uh, CFO of World.Shell, was on my left side and they had been drinking and we were in London and they're talking and we're at the St. James Club and they're talking about World War II, it was Armistice Day in Britain and I hear them talking about, uh, uh, they both landed at Normandy I'm listening over here, 
fight your guys. <clears throat> Listen over here. <clears throat> and I heard them say, and they both talking about the same town uh, in France. And you know, I'm listening over here, uh, army officer. Over here, American, British infantry officer. And it sounded like, and so then I stopped and I sat back and I pushed myself back on the table. And I said, is it my imagination, but did you attack so-and-so city and, and you attacked so-and-so city and it was held by the Germans? And they both said, yes. And then I said, and he was an infantry company commander, and he was an infantry company commander, U.S., you know. And he says, the Brits got there because they landed in the wrong place because of the waves and all that stuff, the, the tide. And they both said that they were in the town first. Serendipity. Now, there can only be one first there. And so Governor Kerry says, well, the Americans were there first. And then uh, the, the British guy said, no, the Brits were there first. So it was quite interesting. Very similar as far as serendipity was concerned when we walked in and the chairman of Arthur Anderson Los Angeles was a guy I went to school with that I didn't even know, you know, who he thought I got in Vietnam. And so a real camaraderie built amongst our board. And, and then it was fun for them to go to meetings. And then as soon as they both found out that they had been in the same thing and they fought their way, uh, you know, uh, uh, through France during the Second World War, you know, they became good friends. And we had other guys, and because they were all about the same age, same ilk. Jerry Orman had also fought his way uh, in Normandy. So that's a perfect scenario. You know, you can't plan for that. But that's what you're looking for. Because then they make the business fun for them, and the more fun it is for them, the more they'll do. Then all of a sudden their minds, their old brains start opening up. Oh, Ben, well, I know a guy. I know a guy in Cleveland. His grandson, da 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 Oh, Attila, I know a guy. I know a guy in uh, Switzerland, that such and such. My nephew went to school with a guy, uh, and then all of a sudden Pandora's box opens up, and you've got a wealth of information, you've got deal flow, because the name of the game, what we talk about tomorrow, is deal flow. Because all this falls to shit without deal flow. Because if you got nothing fucking to buy, even if you have money, if you got nothing to buy with the money, it doesn't mean a goddamn thing. So at the end of the day, it's about creating deal flow. And these elderly statesmen and women are there to help you create deal flow. We'll talk about that tomorrow.